Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? So today I want to focus exclusively on the topic of asking for help. (laughs) So for some of you, this is going to be a completely foreign concept, and you might have even cringed or had like a visceral reaction when I said asking for help. And for the rest of you, you're probably already doing this, but maybe it's time to step things up a little bit and ask for more help. Now, as an entrepreneur, it is so important to build this muscle. So if you're not already doing it, please listen with an open mind and an open heart to see what you can ask for help with. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. In our first segment, I'm going to explain the advantages of asking for help. In the second segment, I'm going to explain why it's so hard. In our third segment, I'm going to share three tips that will help you to ask for help and really build up that muscle. But first, I want to start with a story. So a little while ago, I realized that I needed help with my videos, and so I posted an opportunity to hire an intern who was a videographer. Now, you know that I'm a big fan of the golden rule of entrepreneurship that says that done is better than perfect. And in the interest of time and convenience, I got into a very bad habit of doing all of my videos on my own. And particularly, it was convenient because I also record many of them right from my laptop because it allows me to record right into iMovie and it's really efficient. But the challenge with this is that the quality's not so great. So a little while ago, I decided that it was time for me to start to be a little bit more professional, right? And really step up the brand and the production of my videos. You know, put my big girl pants on. What served me in the beginning and allowed me to really get a lot of content out was great, but it's safe to say that it no longer served me. I mean, I'm in my sixth year of business now, and so it's pretty safe to say that I have validated this business and it's not going anywhere. You see, I always like to really educate new entrepreneurs to know that in the beginning of setting up a business to hold off on the really big expensive things like building an expensive brand or website just lean in and try things out for the short term and then decide if you want to continue or not then you can update things like the website or do a new logo and really invest a lot of time right Now, the important reason is that our saboteurs sometimes use being really professional as an excuse to not show up 100% in our business. We tell ourselves this story like we have to be perfect and have to be polished before we can start selling or promoting. But this, some tough love, is just BS. 
boo hiss to that. If you've ever experienced that, then you know it is your saboteurs running the show. They're just giving you an excuse to play small or hold yourself back. As Reed Hoffman always says, if you're not embarrassed by the first version of your product, then you've likely launched too late. And that's a little bit of tough love, but I do have to completely agree with him. So if you're not embarrassed by the first version of your product, then you've launched too late. You need to figure out if your business is viable quickly and validate it. And then also validate that this role as business owner is right for you. Because oftentimes, once we start to run a business, we realize that this isn't actually really what I want to do. Maybe you're not at a point in your life where you can invest the right amount of time. Maybe it isn't the right kind of business. The only way that you can figure that out is to dive in and start the business. So, as harsh as it sounds, launching early is a good thing. Being a little bit messy, it's okay. Get out there early and test. Trust me, this was one of the hardest lessons for me in starting my business because I've always had really high standards for myself. And I really, really care about my clients and my community, and I want to represent myself well. Especially, I think what made it worse was having a background in marketing and communications. I already had this expectation that what I had to do couldn't be compromised, right? And if I put something out there, I want it to represent the best version of me. So I confess, this was a really hard lesson for me, but I've definitely learned the lesson. But I think it kind of got me trapped in that convenience because I don't think my do-it-yourself videos really represent my brand anymore. So this is what led to my decision to hire a video intern. And recently we were chatting about this and scouting different locations to shoot. I suggest that we film one of the videos that we're working on in an outdoor space of my building. For, you know, for a variety of reasons, because, you know, the natural lighting is fantastic. It's the summertime. Also, shooting outside with a really cool dynamic background is more interesting, right? It's more energizing. And lastly, I have a fantastic view of the Toronto skyline, including the CN Tower. So as soon as I mentioned it, he said, oh, that's going to be hard, Julie, because it'll be too windy and the sound won't be good. We don't have the proper equipment today to shoot outside. And I was pretty convinced that it would be a great venue. So I wanted to try to convince him to agree with me. So I pulled out my phone to show him this rough footage of how amazing this backdrop was, what I shot the other day really quickly with my phone. And sure enough, when we played it back, it actually was really windy and the audio was horrible. So it wasn't really possible that day to shoot outside until we get the proper equipment. But that's not actually what I want to focus on. (laughs) That's not the point of sharing this story. I'm sharing it because I was so impressed by his ability to have the courage and tell me up front without even skipping a beat about what he thought. He didn't even hesitate. He just disagreed with me and told me straight up that it wouldn't work. So the instant reaction that I had was that I was very, very, very happy with my hiring decision and knew that without a doubt, I had the right person on board for two reasons. First, it affirmed that 
he was really knowledgeable about videography, which is great. And secondly, and way more important in my opinion, is that he was comfortable enough to speak his mind in front of me, even though it completely contradicted my vision and what I wanted to do. Let's face it, nobody likes a yes man, nobody likes a yes woman either, for that matter. And I have so much respect for someone who can share their ideas with me and tell me that my ideas are horrible. Because the truth is, I have a lot of ideas, a lot of really creative ideas, a lot. I have no shortage of creative ideas just pouring out of me every day. And the reality is that some of them are going to be great ideas, which is awesome. Like launching this podcast and getting a chance to talk to you every week. I think that was a good idea and a good decision. But a lot of my ideas are going to suck. That's just a natural law of averages. So I am so grateful that I have lots of people around me who aren't afraid to tell me when my ideas are bad. Okay, so I want to ask you a personal question. Ready? Are you good at asking for help? Are you? Come on, be honest when you answer this. And this is actually a two-parter. Are you able to recognize when you need help? And then are you able to lean in and actually ask for help? Because those are two actual distinct different parts. If you're good at both of these things, well, congratulations. You just earned a gold star. But I really do think that you are in the minority because a lot of people really do struggle with this. I see it all the time. So I wanted to dedicate this entire episode to asking for help. And since I just completed our two-part series on entrepreneurial DNA, this has been on top of my mind a lot lately. If you haven't listened to that episode, that two-part episode, you'll definitely want to check it out. It's episode number 90 and 91. And I want to check in here and give a huge shout out and say thank you guys for giving me such great feedback on that podcast. I heard from a lot of you who not only loved the episode, but also took the time to do your assessment online and to email me and tell me exactly what it is. So I love hearing from each and every one of you. And if you didn't take the online assessment, you can absolutely still do that at bossydna.com, B-O-S-I-D-N-A dot com. So I really do love hearing from you guys. And just in case you're wondering, I will actually respond to you if you take the time to email me or shout out at me on social media. Remember, I'm here creating this podcast every week for you. This isn't just about me. So it makes me really happy when I hear from you either via email or anywhere on social media. All right. And one of the big things that I learned doing this two-part episode on entrepreneurial DNA is that certain personalities find it really, really hard to ask for help. So this made me curious. So I started to ask around on this topic, and it was fascinating what I found. So let's start by sharing some of the advantages of asking for help. First, and most importantly, asking for help will lessen your workload. I know this seems a little captain obvious, but it does. And let's face it, we are all guilty of taking on too much and getting completely overwhelmed. So leaning in and asking others for help, well, it just makes sense. 
I want you to focus on doing the things that you do really well. So if there's parts of this business that are really administrative that you don't actually love to do, then I want you to consider handing those off. All right. Now, the second advantage of asking for help is that it will help you to scale and grow. When you're able to hand off the parts of your business that you're not so great at, well, guess what? Then you get to hire people who are better at them than you are. And this will help you grow in so many different ways. Remember my example in the story of hiring an intern to help me with my videos? Well, this has already freed up so much of my time. My only regret is that I didn't do it sooner. Number three, the third reason I want to share is that it promotes excellence. So when you hand off parts of your work that you don't have time to do anymore, well, this is going to free up time for you to focus on the things that you're really good at. And in most instances, you're going to be able to hire someone who is an expert or way better at that task than you are. So it promotes excellence all around. And the fourth reason why asking for help is so important, well, you give other people around you permission to ask for help too. It's a great way to teach others around you how to ask for help. Seriously, asking for help is infectious. If someone sees you doing it, well, guess what? You are planting a seed for them to do it too. So let's recap those four reasons. First, it will lessen your workload. Second, it helps you to scale and grow. Third, it promotes excellence. So we all get to focus on things that we do really well. And lastly, it gives other people permission to ask for help too. And I want to share a gem from Brene Brown that I love around asking for help. She says that a lot of people really struggle to ask for help. And here's what she has to say. When you cannot ask for help without self-judgment, then when you offer help to others, you're always doing so with judgment. And that's a really rich concept. I'm going to say it again. When you cannot ask for help without self-judgment, then when you offer help to others, you're always doing so with judgment. So basically, helping others is a two-way street. So if you want to be a superhero and help others, you have to be willing to accept help for yourself right? And remember, when we ask for help, the problem doesn't have to be all gift wrapped and tied up with a shiny, beautiful bow. You're allowed to ask when you don't have the solution. All right. You can have a big old mess and just reach out and say, hey, I need to figure this out and I don't know how. All right. That's when you know you really have a good friend, when you can lean into them and trust them. Okay, so if asking for help is so awesome, then why do we struggle with it? Well, there's a few reasons for this. First off, we're often worried about what other people will think of us. And if this is happening to you, you know that your ego is definitely in the driver's seat. There's often some sort of belief that people will place a judgment on us. They'll think that we're weak or helpless, or they'll judge us for just reaching out. But now that I've said this out loud, We know better than that, don't we? You know that what other people think of you is none of your business, right? And that's a great tweetable. I'm going to say it again. What other people think of you is none of your business. 
Now, the other thing to remember is that a weakness revealed becomes a strength. Often when we have something that we're struggling with, either we're not doing it well or worse yet, we're procrastinating on it so it's not getting done at all. Well, the simple act of just naming it, saying it out loud, telling someone else about it, revealing or confessing your procrastination, well, that alone can shift the energy completely. Remember, we want to avoid the paralysis of perfection or leaving things unconscious. So the first reason that we struggle to ask for help is that we're worried about what other people will think of us. Number two, the second reason is because we don't even often recognize that we need help. Often because we're too busy, we're too buried to even know it. It's like that saying, how can you be mad at the traffic when you're part of the traffic? We get in a rut and we lose perspective. We're buried and we just are trying to do everything we can to get out, but we've lost perspective. I see this a lot with entrepreneurs when their businesses are really starting to take off. They're excited that things are going well and their instant reaction is to find a way to do more, to fit more in, rather than just to start handing things off. But that's not possible. The busier that you get, you're gonna have to find ways to scale, right? Or else you're gonna burn out. Now, the third main reason is that we tell ourselves that we have to continue doing something because we know best or we have some special expertise on something. In most cases, this is often just getting us stuck. Sometimes it's our ego or our saboteurs and sometimes we're just not taking time to look at the big picture or the meta view of our business to recognize these red flags. I heard a great podcast with Sheryl Sandberg the other day, and she told a great story about a hiring blunder that she was making. So this happened way back when she was first at Google, and they were doing a lot of hiring. And, you know, like many executives, she was really focused on the culture, on hiring the right people, and especially as they built the foundation of those first few members of the team. And so she decided that she wanted to personally interview every new hire before they came on board. And when she found herself completely buried in the workload, at one point, she reached out to her team, not sure what they were going to say or how they were gonna react. And she asked them if it was okay for her to step out of the hiring process. And as she asked this, she was fully expecting to get resistance from them and that they would say, no, you're a great interviewer. We need your personal recommendation. But instead, they applauded her decision to let go of being involved in the hiring process. She said that she realized she had become a bottleneck and they didn't even tell her. So I love this story because she really openly shares this one thing that she struggled with as she was scaling the business. And this is a perfect example of what I said earlier. When you ask for help, you give others permission around you to ask for help too, right? So when I heard this story, it instantly made me check in and see, hey, am I making a similar mistake? Is there something here that I am bottlenecking and getting in the way? And in a strange way, for me, I also find it very inspirational to know that someone as successful as her also gets to make mistakes, sometimes too. 
Okay, so I have three tips that I want to share with you on how to ask for help. But before I do, I have a shout out that I want to give right now. So I just wrapped up a couple mastermind cohorts last week, and I want to really send everybody in those groups a huge shout out. I want to thank you for all the hard work that you did, for being so dedicated throughout this entire five-month program. It absolutely flew by so quickly, and I can't believe that we're done, but I'm really proud of all the progress that you guys made and how much you got to grow, and more importantly, how you were able to really help each other out. I love to see the power of community. I love to see how honest you were with each other. But most importantly, I'm just excited to see how much you all grew and the results that you got from really putting in the time dedicated every two weeks. Now, when we were doing our final wrap-up call, and I like to do this at the very last session, I always have a special acknowledgement exercise that I do just to give everyone a chance to go around and complete say the things that they learned the things that they admire about the other people and this is always a fun moment to see and you know it gets a little bit emotional and there we were at the end and this happened in both cohorts both sessions we had that you hang up moment you know where everyone just completes we've said everything that we needed to say but we just all sat there and no one could summon up that action of hanging up first. And so that's always a super proud moment for me. So I want to say thank you so much for trusting me, for trusting me with your businesses and for being part of this mastermind program. I know we will definitely keep in touch. I'll see you in the Facebook group every day and I cannot wait to see what is coming for you in the second half of this year. Okay, so I have three tips that I want to share with you to help you ask for help. So first off, be honest and introspective with yourself. Ask yourself, what am I giving up by not asking for help? What harm is being done? What are you missing out on? What is not getting done to the best of your ability? This is where it's really important to be honest. And here's two pieces of tough love. First, you're not going to ever get caught up and things likely aren't ever going to slow down. So be honest with yourself and be real. Tip number two, ask even if you don't have a solution. Sometimes we get stuck and we try to solve our own problems or polish up our our problems and pretty them up before (laughs) we take them to somebody else to ask for help because we think it's too messy. We want to have it all tied up in a nice little bow before we reach out and ask for help. Now, I talked about this a lot in episode 87, preparing for the dip. Sometimes we want to figure it all out, but this is dangerous because if you need help, you need help now, often yesterday. So just ask and don't worry about having it all figured out, okay? And number three, the third tip I want to give is to create a blueprint. And this means creating a list of people that you will need to hire before you actually need them. And this was part of our goal setting course that we did in December and January. I asked you to anticipate who you would need in the coming year and to write them down. And this is so important because it really plants a seed about what you're going to need before you actually need it. 
And making this conscious will help you to keep an eye and an ear open for it because the need will eventually be so desperate you won't have time to find that person. All right, so let's recap those three tips. First, be honest and introspective with yourself and ask what are you giving up by not asking for help? Number two, ask even if you don't have a solution. It's okay, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have all the answers. Your problem does not need to be polished. That's the whole point of asking for help, okay? And number three is to have a blueprint of the people that you're going to need before you need them, right? If you haven't already created one, then I'm going to suggest that you do one now so that you are prepared for what will come. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on asking for help. So please use this as a great opportunity to inventory. Is there something here that you need help with? Or do you just in general want to build up the muscle of asking for help so that it's nice and strong when you need it, okay? And if you haven't already, make sure you go online and do your entrepreneurial DNA assessment. And it's completely free. You can find it online at bossydna.com, B-O-S-I-D-N-A.com. And I am sure that I'm going to reference this in the future. So you're going to want to know exactly what your entrepreneurial DNA is. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.